Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. All right, this is this is Sean Eastridge. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode of Missing Frames Between <laughs> Takes. This is uh, it's 11:50 p.m. and John Mills has ventured from Orlando, Florida, yes, to have. be in Atlanta, Georgia tonight yes. just for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yes, I have. I have been drinking entirely too much. He's uh, been drinking heavily. Uh, they're, they're... Heavily is an understatement. <laughs> this is uh, I'm drinking uh, Reformation Breweries Jude Belgian style triple. Uh, Did which you say Jude? Jude. Hey Jude. Oh okay. I'm, Jude. I yeah. was thinking J E W E D. No 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 no. <laughs> J U D E. Um, but but. Sean and I have been sitting here. Uh, We've been talking. chatting it up. We, we, it's Dragon Con weekend, and it's just there. You know, people are out. People are having these kinds of conversations in, in downtown Atlanta right. right now, and we're just here in my apartment, uh, and we're just talking and talking. And John realized, why aren't we recording this? We right, should. exactly, exactly. We're in a beautifully appointed apartment, and what I want to do is I. I want to rewind the conversation a little bit because one of the conspiracy theories uh, that I have, um, and there are plenty of them. Oh, just get after we're on. So what number is this? What yeah. number? You this? you don't even want to start on my conspiracy theory about who invented ink, but I I, I will say that I, uh, uh, I I have a pet conspiracy theory that one of the reasons Solo was released um, because a lot of people have mentioned about how. The, the marketing and the, t- the, the timeline for release has been, you know, it, it was a little problematic uh, for the success of the film. Uh, a film which I adore, by the way. Which John, let's just be clear, which John adores. Yes. You, which, can, you can find the filibuster where I explain exactly why I don't, but this is, John has the floor right now. Well, you know, uh, Sean's opinion. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, what I, what I have, have said is that... Uh, they released it in in such a way that it did not benefit Miller and Lord and, in fact, acted to their financial detriment. And that spurred on a, a larger conversation. And so, Sean, I, you know, I want to kick it back to you to say, uh, you know, what is it that you see about Solo? What what was it that led to the the difficulties that it had in release? I think the biggest thing, once Lord and Miller were gone – that was the biggest issue just from a PR standpoint. You lost a lot of the fan base that really loved Lord and Miller's work with the Lego movie, the 21 Jump Street movies, all that stuff. Disney's in a position now where they have to, okay, we've got this summer slot that needs to be filled. We need a movie released then. Why didn't they delay it? I really don't know. But if I were to guess... It would have to have something to do with the fact that 
actors' contracts, schedules, the crew, the people, availability. They may have just wanted to stick to their deadline. And the other thing is I think with the Star Wars spinoff movies, if this is a marketing ploy and right now that's the best way to describe what uh, Disney and Lucasfilm is doing with Star Wars, it's Rogue One was the the A test. Solo is the B test. And as far as they're concerned, if it's not an episode, the episodes are what really need to be great. And, are, you know, you can argue if whether or not that's actually the case. But for the studio, it's very clear that's where they're putting their a lot of their resources, a lot of their care, a lot of their uh, concern is making those great. And they'll delay those if they need to. But with the spinoff movies, I think they're kind of like, ah, this is the moneymaker. It doesn't matter when it comes out. Let's just get it out and let's see what happens and maybe they were just like the bad press we don't want to delay this anymore let's prove that we have something that's good maybe that was it but speaking to that point why wouldn't you bump up the release of ant-man and the wasp to ride in the wake of infinity war and then even if ron howard finishes and you just spend more production uh post-production time with Solo, why not benefit from that and delay the release of Solo, make the anticipation build, and put Ant-Man and the Wasp in a slot where there's still a lot of goodwill after Infinity War yeah. and just flip them? Well, that doesn't – I don't – I think a lot of people ask that is for the past – since 2015, the Star Wars movies have been coming out in December. So why did Solo need to come out in May? And I think it's just something where, again, the A-B testing – Disney wanted to see if we release a Star Wars movie during the summer. Obviously, it's worked in the past. Can we get it to work again? I don't know, though, because and it was a bad move on their part because they Black Panther came out strong in February. Then you have Avengers Infinity War. People are kind of like completely in that mindset, the Marvel mindset. I don't know if it was just one too many big like oh it's another star it's a star wars movie what but it's not a star what is this it's a it's a prequel you know what i think a lot of general audiences didn't know what to make of it but also people were still seeing avengers so it didn't benefit them and then you know ant-man i think they wanted to push it back a little bit because frankly ant-man wasn't great ant-man and the wasp and i think they might have just been like it's a little too much overkill to release one right after the other so we'll put solo there and then we'll have ant-man come out um, but it would have made more sense to push solo back to december maybe give them more time to fix some of the issues oh okay i i, I do not see as many issues that is clear <laughs> uh, i i saw solo uh four times he saw solo theater. solo yeah no i i saw it four times in the movie theater it was so low yeah, that he yeah. saw solo yeah, 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 okay. four times. Yeah, yeah. You throw something out reaching for that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but in all seriousness, right, as well, you look at is it possible that with Solo and with Ant-Man and the Wasp that we're seeing those first signs of fatigue that people have been uh, you know, predicting for so long simply because of the fact that Ant-Man and the Wasp actually made less than Solo. And didn't yeah. do as well. Yeah. So, do you see that possibly that these are canaries in the cold mine in the coal mine in terms of, you know, people getting a little bit tired of the constant marketing ploys? I think so. The, my whole theory about Solo is that people don't want 
they don't realize it, but they don't want Star Wars spinoff movies. They want Star Wars to be the big epic stories that they've always been. When a Star Wars movie comes out, even if you want to argue against the prequels, in my opinion, I might not like them, but they did tell a singular story. It was epic. There were big stakes. It was good versus evil, the fate of the galaxy, all that stuff. That's what Star Wars has always been about. That's what the big movie, the mo- they started as movies, and that is the most well-known storytelling uh like that's that's how people know star wars so i think solo was kind of people were like oh we don't want it to be like a marvel thing where we get one every few months and blah 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 with marvel they kind of paved the way for themselves doing that and people have been more forgiving about it i think with ant-man and the wasp ant-man was kind of positioned to be a palate cleanser after infinity war but the problem is We've gotten to the point with Marvel now that Marvel keeps raising the bar for itself. It keeps pushing the story forward in a way. And something like Ant-Man comes out and people are like, no, no, no. I don't want to see Ant-Man. I want to see what happens next in the big story. I think it's the same thing with Star Wars where people are like, I want to see what happens next in the big story. I don't care about the side characters. They both kind of fall into that same area where it might not be the burning out of Star Wars. It might not be the burning out of Marvel but maybe the burning out of these little side movies where people feel like with with the Marvel Cinematic Universe really their entire storyline their big storyline has been pushed forward by the Captain America movies, the Avenger movies, a little bit of Iron Man, but for the most part that's it. So you have something big like Infinity War, you have something like Black Panther that you know was a complete revolution and people love that movie. And then you have something like Ant-Man come out and people are kind of like, I don't care. Like, I want to go back. I want to see the story. I want to know what happens next. So what do you think of the idea that maybe the title, Solo, a Star Wars story, is part of the hard sell? Do you think – I mean I still think going back to the Brian Daly novels, Han Solo's Revenge, Han Solo and the Lost Legacy – those sorts of things, those are fun titles where you see it and you get intrigued. Do you think that the titling of Solo, A Star Wars Story, was part of the problem? Yeah, I think it's a stupid – I mean it's a dumb title. I think people immediately were turned off already by a Han Solo origin story. I think there's a big problem with people not being able to disconnect Harrison Ford from the role and understandably. Uh, so I think a lot of people were skeptical about that and having the movie – with the title as bland as Solo, a Star Wars story, I think it was just kind of like, okay, great. You know, it, it, Rogue One, oh, what's Rogue One? What does that mean? And then you have the mystery of like, oh, the Death Star plans. There's something epic going on here where it's kind of like with Solo, uh, someone who's skeptical about it, <laughs> that title is not going to do anything to sell them on it. Uh, I I think that's part of it. I think, I think really it's just the issue of um, people – are kind of saying we don't want everything to do the Marvel format and we're even kind of getting tired of the Marvel format a little bit. I think with Ant-Man, the the box office being lower isn't as much of a hit because I don't Ant-Man with Marvel producing so many movies, Ant-Man the budget isn't as big and Ant-Man was always a side character, a very small character anyway, but with Solo I think it was perceived as such a letdown because of the fact that it's like, oh, it's Star Wars. And 
every Star Wars movie has only made a billion dollars. You know, it's like always going to be in this range. So I think there was an easier story to spin there where it's like, oh, it's finally they've they've dropped the ball and all that stuff. Whereas Ant-Man, it was a little bit more par for the course. So let let me ask you something. And this is anecdotal. Uh, I I know your reaction to Solo. I know my reaction to Solo. The the people that I've talked to, my neighbors, my family, those sorts of people, uh, the general audience that a lot of people claim wasn't reached by the title or the concept, a lot of people walked out of there that I know personally that walked out of it saying, this is more what I like. This is what I wanted more. This is what I enjoyed. How do you answer that sort of um, situation where from my point of view I legitimately the get Jedi the, are evil well, <laughs> well I have failed you Anakin but in all seriousness I know a lot of people who are what I would consider casual fans or general audience who loved Solo who thought it was great like my, my wife uh, the code name Agent Bun loved it my kids loved it What's the disconnect here? What what am I not seeing in in terms of you know how they were trying to reach people? What why did this not connect with critics? This is going to sound pretentious and snobby because it kind of is, and it's also going to sound condescending, which I don't mean for it because you are all of those things. (laughs) I'm 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 condescending all the time. I don't think they're as demanding of an audience. Like I I don't think they're we're, we we talk ad nauseum about the art of film and what makes a great movie and what the artistic value of films that the mainstream audiences are not going to appreciate or are not going to take to. Solo is not a very demanding film. It's passably entertaining. I have friends who liked it fine. They were like, oh yeah, I liked it fine. I I had a very strong negative reaction to it that is probably extreme based on the actual product. But I think a lot of people were just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. A general audience member is probably going to go into that and be like, yeah, I liked that. So to me, my thought process is, as a snobby film person, I look at that and say, well, that audience is not as demanding and not as discerning as someone who's as much of an asshole as I am. But is that in in and of itself a lesson for those of us who do podcasts and do those sorts of things that we are maybe insulating ourselves and not understanding what it means for somebody just to go see a movie and enjoy it like we we are layering on all of these these expectations that the typical person doesn't put on themselves. And so Solo's quote-unquote failure, which I I insist is not a failure, but Solo's perceived failure isn't that audiences didn't connect with it it's that the marketing was a misfire that the title wasn't great that the they rushed the production that those sorts of things all play into everything and so the average film goer sees it and it says, oh, you know, I like that that was good even if they don't think it was great like I do they think it was good good and so we've insulated ourselves in such a way and further we're all doing podcasts and we're all doing our shows and it's just sort of like a feedback loop where we can't get out of it and then it just 
supports its own conclusions. But at least we can talk to each other. You and I can sit here and talk about it and have a conversation. Although I hate each other. Yes, exactly. I I, am locking my door. That is that is extremely important that Sean fears for his life this evening. I do, and that is the truth. (laughs) But I think the big thing is there's always gonna be how am I, a nerdy, insecure film lover, going to make myself feel superior to others? (laughs) This is it. This is all I have. This is what I need. I I, you know When it all comes down to it, that's what it's all about. And all 17 people who listen to this will agree with me. I think I think I think that's part of it. I think also there's just there's there are people who study the art form and are more appreciative of the things that make a great movie great. Um and there's a need, I think, yeah, there is a need sometimes to say, oh, but it's just fun entertainment. Um, I don't know. I, I, in, in a lot of cases, I see the entertainment that is appealing to the masses, like, say, uh, Toy Story, like a, like a Pixar movie or something like that, where it's like, oh, this appeals to everybody, and I understand why. It's wonderful. It's heartfelt. It's great. And then something where people are like, I liked it, and... I watch it and I hate it. Like the first Transformers movie is a good example. Do you think as a, a as a final question here, do you think that the problem stems from the fact that Lucas himself created I think that's what the problem stems from. Yeah, Lucas himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but created uh an expectation for the film nerd that isn't uh, attainable like even he yeah. ironically even he would look at something and say why are you so worked up it's just a movie yeah that's i mean but, it's but at the same time he created this expectation of like right. i'm looking for curse he created for, you know yeah he right? created the monster uh that's the problem i think at the end of the day star wars I've I've always said this. There's a part of me that wishes it was just a trilogy, like that they just left it alone. Because once you start making more and more and more of them, it dilutes the effectiveness of the original story. And to me, it's partly why I can't get into television a lot of times. TV will go on past the point that they should have stopped telling their story. Some great There's great television that doesn't. Uh, Breaking Bad is a great example of a yes, recent show that knew exactly when to stop. Um, but uh, even that has Better Call Saul, which is fine, but I haven't really gotten into it as much as uh, Breaking Bad. It, it, to be honest, Better Call Saul is a masterwork of its own right. right. I, I adore that series. I do I do like – and that's not a, uh, to meant to be like, oh, yeah, that shows oh, – it shows they had to keep going. Better Call Saul is actually very strong in its own right, like John's saying. But I think the problem is a lot of times with these movies – it's it's franchise. It's it's keeping the money flowing. It's how are we going to pay the bills, as opposed to storytelling. When George Lucas made Star Wars, it was a he had a genuine passion. Genuine passion. He wanted to do an homage to Flash Gordon. He wanted to take all these things he'd loved as a kid and kind of instill them and do a new kind of storytelling. There wasn't any thought process of how is this going to sustain an empire? How is this going to sustain an industry? How is this going to change everything? It was just a movie, and then. They did the other two, and that was that. And the problem is now the demand for it is so high, 
And no matter what, people are just going to have to accept it's never going to be as good as the originals because you can't replace that. You can't replace growing up with something that you've loved as a kid with a new movie that you saw in theaters. It will never hold a candle. To go to, into a movie like Episode Seven or Solo or Episode Eight and say, oh, it's not as good as the first. It's like, well, of course not, because that movie came out in a landscape where nothing like it existed, and it was a genuine storytelling effort. These new ones can only be riffs on the story that was already told so you know it's that's the to me that's the problem is there's it's not so much a storytelling venture as it is a means to make more money and by story that was originally told you mean of course the original six star wars movies (laughs) and the clone wars tv series sure (laughs) sure yeah Jerk face. <laughs> is that how long have we? This is oh, it's a twenty minutes. I feel like we've been talking for much longer. You, 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 I feel you, like the audience you, is probably feeling like we've been talking for much. I, longer. I feel like they feel it like it's been forty minutes. But uh, this has been a, uh, a a missing frames that is a production. Uh, a missing frames production. Uh, a, a, produ- a production of Re- Reformation Brewery. <laughs> but on top of that, um, an example of how two people who have differing of view- viewpoints can actually have a reasoned, calm conversation and remain friends at the end. But will, in fact, be locking their doors tonight. (laughs) I would advise that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.